I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy. And I'm her husband, Rodney. And this is Positively Gam. As many of you know, we love food, and we're very excited to have today's guest on the show because he owns multiple restaurants and has cracked the code on how to make the perfect cheesesteak. I had to have my husband, Rodney, on today because he also is an entrepreneur. So, hey, babe. Hey, love. How you doing? I'm doing good. Before we get into the episode, I just want to talk a little bit about your own entrepreneurial journey because you've been an entrepreneur since we met years ago. And all of your businesses, you're extremely successful right now. So talk to us a little bit about that. Because I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, sometimes you start something and it it doesn't always work, but that doesn't mean that you have to give up. I've always wanted to own my own business. Like a lot of people don't want that responsibility, but I've always wanted it. Even as a child? I wrote a paper in the third grade and I talked (laughs) about owning a business and going back to the neighborhood and employing people and helping out in third grade. I, I kind of always had an aspiration to do this. So as I got older, my first little entrepreneurial thing was I was probably 12 years old. I started going to the um, 
candy factory and buying candy and catching the bus to affluent neighborhoods and selling candy. And I remember it. I still remember my whole hook. <laughs> Hello, my name is Rodney. I'm taking part in a program called Youth Opportunities <laughs> Unlimited. It's a program that helps keep young men like myself off the streets and out of trouble. Would you help out by buying a box of candy or giving a small donation? And, you know, I, me and a friend of mine, we made a lot of money doing that. Now we're going to go down a different lane because certainly our guest today is on a similar journey, but in a different uh, direction. So let's get into the conversation. Derek Hayes, he's a restaurant owner, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. He owns Big Dave's Cheesesteaks in Atlanta and Dinky's, which is a restaurant he launched with his partner, Aisha Pinky Cole, who started Slutty Vegan. This week, we're going to be talking about finding your aspiration and entrepreneurship. Welcome to Positively Gam, Derek, and congratulations on your new baby girl. <laughs> Thank you so congratulations. much. Thank you guys for having me. It's such a blessing. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you because my Absolutely. husband is, he's an entrepreneur as well. So I was, I really wanted him to join us for this conversation. So but before we get started, I need to ask you about the Essence cover that you did with Pinky. Because, you know, I was blessed to be able to do an Essence cover with my daughter and granddaughter. And I mean, it was a phenomenal experience. And I just felt, oh, wow, this is, it was an iconic moment for me. So how how did it feel for you and Pinky? It was surreal, to be honest, because, you know, on the, if you make it to the cover of Essence, it's like legendary. So absolutely being, you know, entrepreneurs where it ain't a celebrity figure, you know, it's two people that really, you know, believing in the community and you getting recognized through Essence through that. It was epic. So it was yeah, like that, for that sure. butterfly feeling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah for sure. You know, and then you're doing it with, you know, your partner, you know, so right. it was a real blessing. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting, I'm sure. Yeah. So I heard you were originally from Philly. Yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what brought you to Atlanta and what inspired you to start Big Dave's Cheesesteaks? So back in 1996, my grandparents moved back south to Athens, Georgia. So I used to come back and forth, you know, for the summertime. And then in 2001, you know, I started getting a little trouble going to Oldbrook High School. And my mom and my dad was like, you going to Athens? So Will got sent to, you know, to, uh, to Bel Air. <laughs> I got sent to Athens, Georgia. That's so funny. I, you went to Oldbrook. Okay. Yeah. I graduated from Oldbrook in 2005. So I'm an wow. alumni from Oldbrook High School. But um, my dad was my biggest inspiration of my, my company because before he passed away from lung cancer, you know, when he was on his oh, deathbed, wow. I promised him that I would get out the streets and change my life and do what I need to do to, you know, represent our family the right way and break our generational curses. And I'm doing just that, you know, with my brain. And it's actually helped me mature along the way. So, you know, me taking my Philly flavor, putting it down into Atlanta, Georgia, being able to show people that I got the real cheesesteak outside the tri-state and it's never been done. <laughs> and I'm making history. So it's a good feeling. Yeah, that's amazing. Sure, absolutely. So, yeah. What's the meaning behind the name, though? And so the meaning is my father. My father was Big Dave. Oh, um, okay. Got yeah, you. I, I felt if I, you know, I honored after him, it's like my yep. father's name still lives on forever. And now I did just that. So now he dead and gone. His name's still carrying on through his, his, his boy legacy. So, Derek, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Hey, man, you know, coming from Philly, you're always an entrepreneur. Now, you know, 
I tell people, I didn't know. I just was a hustler. So I know I wanted better for myself. You know, I used to sit around on the neighborhood blocks. I played basketball, but I always just wanted to be somebody. I knew I was a vessel. I knew God brought me in this world to carry on my beliefs and my wants in my life to show that you could do it too. And that's why I've really been my whole life. I've been a big dreamer. I always told people, oh man, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, you know, and I worked and talked myself into that. I think the power of tongue is very important because if you speak it, you're going to live it. And if you live it, you can seek it. So you're going to keep on moving in your mission. I agree wholeheartedly. And, And my path was similar to yours. Can you share your experience with starting your business? Oh man, it was a roller coaster ride. So to be honest, when I came back to Atlanta in 2014 after my my father passed away, I just really ain't know what I wanted to do. I was trying to get in the real estate game. And then, you know, I started losing money, not knowing what I was doing. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna open up a restaurant. But before I did that, it was called Dave's Philly Water Ice. I used to sell water ice. Nobody in Atlanta knew what it was, so I couldn't get nobody to walk through the door. And I never got discouraged, but I started to, you know, feel like a lonely person on that island, you know, I'm this Philly guy. I thought I was going to come here and start making a bunch of money and I couldn't get nobody to walk through the door. And one day my blessing was Eve walking through that front door, you know, the rapper Eve. She said, if you wow me and this cheesesteak is good, I'm going to put it on all my social media networks. And she, and let me tell you, I made that chicken cheesesteak like my life depended on it because I was- <laughs> I know you did. my money. <laughs> so, so you were I, already doing cheesesteaks though. No, I literally jumped into this. Like I grew up in the kitchen with my grandfather. So my grandfather is the biggest part of my cooking experience because when I moved to Athens, he said, listen, if you don't go to church with me on Sundays, you got to finish off my Sunday dinners. So he taught me how to make spices. I know I know how to make any dish. And me coming from Philly, you know, I ate a cheesesteak in Atlanta and I said, oh, this ain't real. I knew my lane I was going to jump in. So my blessing was... I know how to make seasoning. Like I know how food is going to taste before it, it actually get cooked into the food. I know it when it hits your raw tongue, and that's my gift. And that's how I really was able to, you know, make my brand grow. But in 2018, I was represented in Georgia to represent for the sandwich competition, where I ranked top ten in the world on a barbecue grill, where I was disadvantaged wow. and everything, and I still did that. So I feel like in life, you take the obstacles with, you know, that's given to you and you give it your all, you know, and you give it everything and you won't feel like, you know, you fell short. And that's what I did. You know, I, what what I really like, too, is that, you know, you said you started with the water ice and, and yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, that's part of entrepreneurship. Sometimes you're not successful in everything that you know, you do. I really like that because sometimes you start a business and you're not always going to be successful, but it's important that people know that you don't have to give up. You just kind of, okay, this is not working. Let me figure out what else we're going to do or what else I can do. And I think that Rodney, he, you can speak on that as well, Rodney, because, you know, in your entrepreneurial journey, You've had a couple of businesses that you've had that didn't always pan out the way you thought, but you kept going. Many. I've had I've reinvented myself so many times. I'm not even (laughs) sure who I am anymore. (laughs) That's not true. You're still going forward. You know, I tell people. Absolutely. Just finish your race. No matter what that race is, just keep on moving your feet and you're going to get to the end of that race no matter how you do. I, I started various businesses like you and they didn't work out. But I just, you know, kept, you know, I persevered and I finally found my niche. You know, I've been doing well for the last probably 20-something years. Yeah. Um, you found your niche. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell people what you do, babe. So 
I own several mental health agencies. I also am opening up a, a psychiatric rehabilitation program with my youngest daughter to help her on that entrepreneurial journey and, and create that generational wealth for my kids as well. So Positive Pathways is a mental health agency that provides residential housing for people with developmental disabilities or intellectual impairment. We also provide job placement, support staffing. We do wraparound services. So yeah. we have psychiatrists, therapy, nursing, medical, pretty much anything a person needs to thrive in life. Yeah. Then we provide that for them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but most of the individuals that we have at Positive Pathways are, you know, pretty high functioning people. They can navigate in the community. They can speak to their needs and wants. So we're not trying to run anyone's life. So I'm kind of a voice for the voiceless because this is kind of a population that people don't think much of. It does. I also am opening up a, a psychiatric rehabilitation program with my youngest daughter to help her on that entrepreneurial journey and, and create that generational wealth for my kids as well. So that's um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I hear that you're trying to do as well, Derek. And I really love that about, you know, this journey that you both have been on, because I, I really feel like kind of back in the day when we were growing up, like my mother pushed us to all go to college. And then it was kind of like get a good job, go to college and get a good job or start a career but not necessarily your own business. That That's a whole different mindset. And I think it's really important when you're talking about generational wealth. Because I became a nurse. I loved my career. But that was not a career that was going to provide generational wealth for my family. So, you know, that's not always the path for everyone. But I really love that that you both of you have kind of focused on that and that has been your goal yeah because what, what i try to teach people is it's okay to you know no matter how old you are the mistakes you made as long as you still got breath in your body still do something and i watch my parents my, my grandfather they always blue collar workers and mm -hmm. when they left there you know we didn't have much left behind so i'm trying to change that trajectory and just say okay well I'm now using my mental, my brain more so and building, you know, our generational wealth that way so that when I'm dead and gone, I leave resources. See, that's the main thing that we yeah. forget. Everybody think about just the money aspect, but the resources is bigger than the money because that's relationship building. That's saying, OK, I'm leaving something behind so you can have this resource to be able to get to the next level. So what I'm trying to do for my family, I'm starting a, a program. If you hold a 3.2, 3.5 GPA we will provide a scholarship for you to go to college once you graduate high school so that you won't have to take out financial uh, aid or government loans. Nice. Because how can I jump above the gun when I'm already a couple hundred thousand in debt, you know, when I'm getting a job right. that makes $1,000 a year? Come on, that's not, it's not really going to put me in a, in a situation where I could be a boss and break generational curses. So I'm going to provide the resources first so that we can break our generational curses that way so that now you can stand on your own 10 toes and don't say, okay, I need this person to give me anything. No, they gave me a resource, and that's more important. Right. Wow, that is a really good point. I love that. And that's another way for you to expand or, or market your business as well. Now, I know, you know, you said Eve came into the restaurant, 
and promoted it on social media. But what other things did you do to grow the brand and have it become more popular? To be honest, I, I just was like very consistent at the time. Uh, a lot of uh, the Philly rappers and producers as of like uh, DJ Drama, Don Cannon, like Meek Mill, Uzi, all of them was in the middle of, you know, building themselves. So I was able to, you know, come to the studios and be around that culture and sell them food like egg rolls. Okay. So I was able to start, you know, with a brand, start, you know, getting out there and getting popular. But I think more so, you know, it was the relationship building that I was making in my hard work. I think anybody that was following my story, seeing my tenacity and my hunger, how bad I wanted this dream to really work. And, you know, me having 40 some tattoos on my body, being a black man, I look just like them. So I was able to represent our culture in, a, in another way in business and didn't have to be a, a athlete or, you know, anything of that nature, but it wound up right. making me philanthropist through it. So I didn't know I was going to be doing this work. God already got the story written for me. There <laughs> you go. Absolutely. There you go. So when did you know it was the right time to expand your business? <laughs> the, the people made me do it. <laughs> right, honest, right. My first... Yeah, my I, first... I already know the answers to these questions, but I, you know... <laughs> no, like I started in this Shell gas station, 700 and something square feet, and... I started having two, three hundred people in line and the gas station owner like started pitting these wow. signs on a pump saying don't park. And I started having trouble with Walmart, AutoZone, everybody parking in the lots. So, you know, I just, you know, I said, you know what, it's time to go. So I went and built my my landmark location. That's 57 Forsyth Street. That's right across the street from Georgia State, downtown Atlanta. And when I built that, I built the monster. And from there, it's been up. And, you know, I'm nationally known and off of my hard work and my philanthropy work nice. and how I care about people. So... It's a blessing to me. And let me tell y'all something. I literally, I had nobody that I wanted to you know, really meet that bad that was my idol. And I got booked to do a job for Will at the, uh, the new movie premiere. And that was the, one of the things that I was waiting because we was on the front of the cover at Essence. We both from West Philly. We both graduated from Overbrook. So for me, that was real huge for me. You know, that was really like something that I wanted to happen. And it did. So dreams do come true. Absolutely. Nice. I just did the uh, the new one, the uh, the new uh, movie he just came out with. King Richard? No, not King Richard. It was Will. The, the, I forget the new one that he just came out with. It's somebody that he just got him. through working on. No, somebody playing him. It was a uh, um, Fresh Prince. Gemini uh, Man. Oh, oh, Bel Air, yeah. Bel Air. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So I did Bel Air. I was there. You know. I was supposed to just come, you know, as an act, and they started making the cheese sticks. I'm like, no, nah, we'll eat this cheese stick. I got to jump in. This thing got to be right. Looking <laughs> <laughs> like a 1500 outfit cooking cheese sticks. I'm like, I don't care. Listen, about my team, I don't play. <laughs> oh, that's oh, man, amazing. That's, nice. that's amazing. Wow. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. So now, what has been the most gratifying thing about becoming a restaurant owner and what is the most challenging aspect of it? I'm going to start with the, the challenge and then I'm going to give you the glory of it. The challenging is making people understand who you are and what you're building. So when you hire them, they really say that, OK, I'm not working at a job. I'm actually getting a career. And a good part about that is the glamorous part of it is I actually am able to do that because some of these guys been with me five years, four years. And I've seen their maturity levels go up. I've seen them, you know, whether they knew they couldn't be corporate. They're on my corporate team now. So big wow. changing lives. So when I open up a Big Dave's in these lower income communities, I'm hiring at least 60 people at location. So I'm taking 60 humans and saying, OK, I'm going to give you a job now. I'm going to give you a career. And a lot of these people, you know, only just had high school education just like me. And now they doing just as well as somebody that, you know, got a bachelor's degree, you know. So, right. you know, I provide life insurance, 401k plans, medical benefits, dental, everything with my brand. So nice. when you work in there, you know, you actually have a career and you can take care of your family. But the biggest beautiful thing, thing that, that but the biggest thing of it all is keeping um, employees, you know, keeping people understanding your mission and your dream. Because when you start scaling you know, the culture has to stay the same. And that's what really people understand. Like having food is one thing, but the culture and why people really believe in your brand, you selling the culture, you selling who you are. So that got to stay in the company. And, you know, that's been, you know, a challenge that I, you know, I was fighting and now that I finally got that point on how to do it. So I feel real good about where I'm going with my brand. 
So it, it sounds like that your efforts to give back and uplift the community are really important to that brand. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Like without that, I honestly, I'll tell anybody, you know, I got good food, but without that, I wouldn't be as big as I am now because in a pandemic, when everybody's, you know, didn't pivot, didn't know what to do. That week I gave out a thousand meals to the community. They was pulling up in their cars, just taking it like a drive through. I had my employees with like heater bags. They was passing the food out. And then I fed 40 hospitals, 200 meals plus that whole month, gave out $26,000 so the businesses around me can get re-back open. So I think, you know, just the parts of the stuff, you know, through us giving back and letting people know who we really are. Like right now, me and Pinky, we're doing a life insurance initiative where if you make $35,000 or less than income, you can get a $50,000 life insurance and Prudential has partnered with us nationally. So we got this campaign going and we're just trying to get other people to jump in and understand the mission because a lot of people don't know uh, life insurance is just not a life and a death thing. It's financial literacy. So if you got life insurance and your policy grow, you can actually share it with your loved ones. So we're teaching these young brothers that, you know, don't wait till it's too late till something happen. Have yourself insured now because it's a sad situation that if something happened when you got, you know, your mother, she got four or five kids and something happened to one of her children, that's a financial burden on her, you know, out here in these streets if she don't have a coverage because she got to figure out how to do it. And I'm tired of seeing GoFundMe's and fish. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really interesting uh, campaign because that was something that, that I would never really think about. And when I first read about it, I was like, okay, life insurance, that's kind of like to pay for funerals. But I yeah. didn't think about the perspective of, you know, helping or, or providing for generational wealth in that you're leaving money for the, those that are left behind. I didn't think about that aspect of it. Yeah, because we have multiple programs on it. Like, when you, man, you don't know. I was about to jump out of my seat when you were sitting there telling me what you do, you know, because right now we got health and wellness programs, PTSD. I have PTSD. I come from West Philly. I didn't see so much stuff in my life growing up. You know, it's just human nature. But all of this stuff stops you before it's too late. So we're trying to have these programs teaching these brothers, you know, it's okay if your mentor ain't there. It's okay to ask people for help. It's okay to, you know, lend your hand and say, you know, I know the right way or I really need this. I'm really trying to get people to understand it's okay to ask for help because right. nobody got it all. Ain't none of us on this right. got it all. We all need somebody. So you and Pinky also opened Dinkies together, yep. a vegan cheesesteak place. What inspired this endeavor and did the two of you always want to work together? No, actually how me and Pinky met was a funny story. We both had popular brands in Atlanta and I used to be in the studio and they used to be like, man, this girl, she got lines like you, if not more. I said, nobody got lines like me. And then I actually seen it. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what's she selling? <laughs> honestly, uh, the, 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 you know, I tell people George Floyd, a situation, you know, sad situation, but it was a vessel to so many other things in the world because... When my windows got broke out in the riots, Pinky reached out to me um, and asked me that I need help. And I was like, nah, I don't need no help. But she was like, well, let's link up. So we linked up and we really just jumped right into trying to help the community. And I was like, man, I met me. I don't care if you know a person five minutes, you know they soul, you know they heart, if you know, if you see yeah. yourself. Right? I felt like I was looking at my own self in the shadow. It was scary. Like everything, my wants, my dreams, my beliefs, everything Aww. I wanted to the community. Wow. So I don't really have a relationship. I got a partnership. I tell people, like, my relationship with her is deeper than just us being, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, we really got something special and we really want to take over the world together. So 
We don't want to Oh, man, that. that is a beautiful Amazing. thing. I'm just grinning from ear to ear <sighs> listening to that, especially because, you know, you're selling meat and Pinky yeah. is vegan. Like, it's just an amazing, yeah, it just was... sounds like it's a great journey. I just, and I want the listeners to know that we actually wanted to have both of you on, but, you know, Pinky just, you know, just had a, a beautiful baby girl, so it wasn't yeah. the right time for her, but maybe we'll have you guys back at a later time. But th- that partnership just really just sounds really really strong and it just sounds like a blessing but yeah. I gotta babe who do you think who do you think has the last I, word <laughs> in decision making I, I think making. they collaborate you yeah, think they just, collaborate yeah, we, <laughs> yeah I think they I think it's a 50-50 yeah, I we, think he might have 51% in that though <laughs> <laughs> no, so what, it, what it's more like it's like she, all right, so I know where my strong points is, and I know where her strong points is. So we use each other, and we're able to collab and make it right. But our biggest thing was never, you know, because you made the comment, because everybody, you know, say, you know, I'm not vegan, and she is. But what's more important than human life when you're out here attacking? That's what we, you know, we on. We want to we oh, save absolutely. life. So, and then on top of that, I was able to, you know, be with somebody that was eating healthier. So I started looking at options that was better for me. So, you know, it was a blessing all the way around. So I'm happy right now. You know, I got three beautiful girls. I got one boy on the way, my first boy. And I can't wait to see him because I ain't think I can make boys. So it's a big blessing for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a girl maker too, Derek. So got to build them queens. For sure. So do you have any advice for people wanting to open up their own restaurants or who want to be entrepreneurs? Don't open no restaurant. It's like, no, no, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the competition. You don't want to eat. Or really give it to y'all like straight. So in, in normal businesses, you might have maybe 25%, 30% profit margins. You have 15% in a restaurant not to make any mistakes on your bottom line to make money. Yeah. So it's a real tedious business. But not only that. You're dealing with so many different people a day, so many personalities. If I didn't love what I do and love people and love the energy I get for myself out of it, I wouldn't do it. So I think if you're going to get in the restaurant business, don't get in it just for money. Yeah, there's a lot of money in the restaurant business. I'm not saying that because you can scale your brand and you can make millions of dollars and that's that's evident. But the part where you really um, enjoy doing it and coming home at night, you lay your head on the pillow and wake up in the morning and say, I'm happy. You got to really love what you do. And that's in any business in the world, no matter what, because anybody start making money, you're going to get used to the money. Once the you get used to it, all of us human, you, you get a bigger bag, get the bigger bag, get used to that bag. But in your dream and what you're doing, you got to really want to do that because you can't just do it for the money. So I would tell anybody right. that passion, if restaurant space is your passion, jump in it. If you want to be a serial entrepreneur, jump in it, but you have to dedicate your time and your dignity to the, your beliefs of what you want with your life or it won't happen no matter what. I have to agree with that. And Rodney, I, I think that you can really speak to that because your business is something I, I would never, I just would never in, in, engage in it. Speak on that, babe. And so, I, I know yeah, how passionate so. you are about what you do. And that is so important, particularly in your business. And I think there are a lot of people who do what you do that are in it for the money. And you can't be. You have you to put be. your yeah. clients first. So, so 20, talk a little bit about that, babe. I'm 27 years in and I still wake up every day feeling like I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. Wow. That's the energy and the commitment that I have to this. And, you know, 
I mean, the bag is going to be there, but you got to have that type of love and passion for it in order for it to be happy with it. Yeah. So I remember going my, my first three years, I didn't make no money. You know what I'm saying? I just stuck with it. I had, I got down to basically nothing and just was figuring out how to pay my bills. But the thing is, if I never went through all of those roller coaster rides, I wouldn't have been ready right. for the success I have right now. So any entrepreneur, we, you know, we show our wins. You know what I'm saying? We show our wins on the gram or the social media. But man, our day to day, you know, we need to show more of that. And that's what I try to do to people. Like I show them like, yeah, I make a bunch of money. I have a lot of success, but it also can be taken away from me if I do the wrong things and don't con- you know, continue to move forward. Because in a business you're trying to scale, you got to give a thousand percent every day. Yeah. And that's the hit. If, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. But I think also for you too, babe, you know, it's like what you do is you're providing a service. And I think people don't recognize how challenging it can be when you're dealing with the intellectually impaired. Your work is really a service to the community. And it certainly is not just about making money. And that's important for people to understand. Right. Well, I mean, my goal was to give back to the community. That's, you know, I wanted to be in the helping profession. So that was part of it initially. I didn't, you know, I could do a lot of things and make money. Right. But it was about giving back and being, you know, you uh, wanted to be being of service. An impact. An impact. So that's why I yeah. tell people like there's a lot of people out here that has you know money and doing well, but what impact are you making a difference with with you when you got the ball in your hands? Like who are you impacting to do better and bring them up? Because at the end of the day, once you got everything you need and everything you want, you can't just sit on it and don't share the information. If you ain't going to get nobody no money, at least give them the information. Give them the game. And if they don't want it, they'll receive it, then you leave that on them. But I don't want people around me just to depend on me. I want builders. I want people to be creators. Right. Absolutely. I want to be able to say, I want to be around people smarter than me. I can learn off of you. You can learn off of me. So I think that's what moving forward in this generation, we need to push more of instead of people just wanting to be this one thing. And I'm absolutely and I'm trying to push that the best way I can. Absolutely. What other goals do you have or are you hoping to achieve in the future, Derek? So for one, I'm going to keep on, you know, me and Pinky going to keep on going on with the life insurance initiative. I'm about to open my third location this summer in Jonesboro, Georgia, then I'm leaving the state so I don't oversaturate the market because I got a lot of traffic. And egg rolls in the market, my seasonings. I'm going to write a book, documentary. I'm, I got to have a whole lot of list of things Woo-wee. that I want to hit them with. But we're going to take it one time at a time so that it could be, you know, like I said, everything I do is a thousand percent. I want it to be the right way, not rush just to be in the media. I want to give people, you know, the real patient DAs the right way so you can understand this young brother really got it out the mud and came from nothing. I really escaped a lot of things to get here and I'm blessed from that. And that's my mission, you know, that I'm on. And by the end of it all, my ending dream is for people to really know me around the world, see my restaurant everywhere, and I'll be a, a real impact to all the communities. That's all I really care about. You know, I, I feel like, you know, God already going to bless me with the money aspect of it. That's something I don't worry about. I'm more so worried about people really believing in my change making that I'm trying to do for, for them. That's all. Well, right. Rodney and I want to know if you're bringing a, a Big Dave's cheesesteak to Baltimore. Hey, you know what's so crazy? Oh, California. I'm coming to Baltimore. Because, listen, I did a pop-up in Baltimore. Man, it was probably 2,000 people through that day that came through there. I was like in East Baltimore. The lines were so long. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't believe it. But let me know when y'all want to do one in L.A. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I went to school in Philly, so I'm familiar with the cheesesteak game in Philly. Yeah, but, uh, we in Baltimore. We love a we love a good cheesesteak here too. I got you. Just let me know what we could do, and I, I definitely want to uh, talk to you about your line of work so we could partner up on you know some things you know in your field with uh, mental health. Oh, that's awesome! And let's let not leave Pinky out either because we need Pinky to bring a slutty vegan to Baltimore she and to up. LA. She come in both places. Pinky by the pit of everywhere. She coming. <laughs> <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024... You deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So now it's time for the segment, Wouldn't You Like to Know? Before you go, Derek, I have a couple of rapid-fire questions I'd like you to answer. Firstly, what book are you currently reading? So I actually, I want to say book. I like to I like to do research. So I'm studying Warren Buffett right now. And the reason... Oh, okay. I mean, the reason why I'm, I'm studying Warren Buffett is because, you know, I can only speak of people of color because I'm a black man. But when we right. get our success, you know, we start getting money. We don't know how to stay leveraged. We got to live above and beyond. And Warren mm. Buffett is a multi-billionaire, and he still lives in his in his home. You know, so 
I'm just trying to teach myself, you know, good habits so that I can have it later on. So I think the only way you could do that is see other people, you know, before you and put it forefront and really did that. And that's what I'm doing. So I, I just like the research. I go on Google, I watch YouTube and just hear stories and how people really made their fortune. I agree. Warren Buffett is, you know, he's one of the richest people in the world and he's very stingy. <laughs> lack of a better word he holds his money close to his chest <laughs> but everybody his kids didn't even know he had money like they you know growing up they didn't they found out he was a billionaire and they were like what we we've been wearing hands I don't know if I could be that aspect of it but <laughs> yeah. no because from the no because from the aspect of just like the knowledge of just being able to have such a fortune and know how to control it because right. you know we all are guilty of it you know when you comfortable, you live more than you really have to, honestly. You know, it's some things in this world that we don't need that we have, but we look, we trick ourselves and say, well, we only live once. That's the way I can. And that's true, too. But I also, if you know that, it's like this. I just said this to a, a friend of mine. He, he said somebody asked him for $1,500. And I said, well, what was the cause? If the cause was worth the $1,500, that's probably better than your cause born in the club. That's not going to hurt you one bit, you know, so... I look at it that way, and, and a lot of people you know, that do business with me as far as accountants and everything like that, they don't see eye to eye with me a lot of things because I am a giver. I'm not like a, I'm not like a, um, a person that makes foolish decisions, but if I see somebody in time of need and, and really in tight situations, it's hard for me to walk away from that because I've been in situations at times where I couldn't feed myself. So I love what I'm hearing that you're time to learn and study and figure out how to make your wealth work for you instead of spending it on, you know, frivolous luxury items. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. What is one thing you want to get off your chest? The one thing I want to get off my chest is for people to really understand that everybody not going to look like you. Some people going to be different. For me, I'm not your average CEO, but I know I stand for the community. I know I stand for the com culture. I know what I represent. I know my heart. So give people their chance and don't wait till they dead and gone to give them their flowers. Like, I want people to really understand that people got to stick together nowadays. What's a motto that you live by? My motto I live by, life is not a track meet, it's a marathon. You got to keep running your race until... You really finish until you know that your race is the race you ran and that's the mission and you happy about what you put out into the world. And long as you happy with that, you can live with that. So run your own race. And you can find me at Instagram at Big Dave Cheesesteaks, Facebook at Big Dave Cheesesteaks. My location is 57 Forest Side Street, downtown Atlanta, Georgia. My second location is in Doraville, 6035 Peachtree Road. Come check me out. I'm building my third location right now in Jonesboro. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. You know, the West Philadelphia kid is ready to go. So here's my takeaway from this conversation. And it's just one. And it was really important to me. And that is that resources are oftentimes more important than money. Let me say that again. Resources are more important than money. So if you can provide the resources, it's a great way to help someone get to the next level. And that's our show this week for Positively Gam. Thank you, Derek and Rodney, for joining me. You can follow me online at Gammy Norris and Rodney at I am Rodney Norris. Also, help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay grateful, y'all. Positively Gam is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. 
Executive producers are Adrian Banfield Norris, Fallon Jethro, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by D Beats. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.